Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello, as always, and as that nice lady said, welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are here to bring you the latest news and reviews on everything tech. So welcome to the show, and welcome, Marsha. How was your week? Not welcome, so great. Welcome, Mark. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, we both. We had quite the storm. How many inches of rain did you have? You know, I, I don't know that we actually measured it here, but somebody told me that in Woodland Hills, which is an area near us, near both of you and I, that they had, f- I think they said five inches of yeah. rain. I mean, it was un- it was a deluge, and it didn't stop. didn't stop. It was crazy. Yeah, 24 hours of rain, mostly. And my roof repair had another leak, so yeah, I'm just fun. thrilled to death about the whole thing. Yeah, not not too much fun. There, uh, that's a big problem, obviously, and people don't know that they have a leak in their roof until they have a leak in their roof. Right, so that's a tough we, one. We rarely have rain out here. It's just not something that we do. <laughs> no, we don't. It did say I actually read out here for those of you who have not been in drought conditions. California for three years prior to the winter has been in a drought. Well, now, uh, as of a result of the rain on uh, whenever it was, two days ago, uh, we are 92% of California is no longer in drought. So, uh, so do you think our governor will say that? Are we still going to be build super high rates? Oh, yeah. And, the, the, yeah. They yeah. never admit anything. Yeah. He'll say, no, no, you know, be cautious, be safe. You know, if, in te- if this keeps up for 10 years, we're in great shape. But no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so. I'm just saying this is not president material. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> can yeah, you imagine yeah. if the president of the United States said things like that? That's Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Okay. Uh, so the big news, and you and I are always talking about right to repair. Yes, correct. It's been a big deal because I've repaired things. When you had Johnny who repaired things computers uh, for you yeah i had then mark Aliski, my dear old co-host used to build computers for me yeah. in the day well when you could build computers if the hard drive broke you were kind of sol but yeah. now it seems that california has passed a right to repair bill senate bill 244 and you know it's nice and apple has backed it, which which is wonderful. Right. And people are cheering Apple left and right, and kind of I am too. I mean, I understand that John Deere, who there was also a problem when, remember, they couldn't uh, repair, farmers right. couldn't repair and their those tractors. those were expensive repair items. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know. In 2017, an Apple lobbyist... Uh, testified at the trial for the Nebraska bill mm-hmm. saying that the state would turn into a mecca for bad actors if it passed a right to repair bill. But hey, okay. hey, hey, Apple has totally flipped the switch here. Yep. It's like, you know, party hats and everything. But, and they worked with the state government of California mm-hmm. to put the bill together. Right. So... The letter that they sent to the committee of the California government urges the legislature to pass the bill as it's drafted. 
Now, anybody here who's in business knows that if you're reading stuff, you got to read between the lines. Mm-hmm. And as it's drafted means don't make any changes. Well, right. Or we w- might not be behind it. So three things. In the current form, which Apple approves, the bill absolves manufacturers of liability for any damage to the devices in the course of self-repair. Right. Well, yeah, I can absolutely see that, but I can also see maybe you got defective parts, maybe whatever. Okay, that's... Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of a tough call because if you do screw up your phone because you're the one that repaired it, I don't know that you're going to expect the manufacturer to fix it. I personally think, right, that you're responsible for it. I mean, and if they send you defective parts, you you should be able to get new parts. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, it also says that the manufacturers don't need to sell service parts that would disable anti-theft technology. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never seen a list of parts that would disable anti-theft technology or any parts that had anything to do with anti-theft technology. This I mean, seems... the only thing I can think of is on an iPhone and probably on an Android – that if someone steals your phone, you can track the phone and you can uh, disable it remotely. So that may be something that they're talking about. Okay. You, you know, and, and that's important to be yeah. able to wipe your phone remotely. Yeah, we can do that too, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that okay, may be what Okay, but isn't that about. a software function? Really? It, well, it is a software <laughs> function. It's a totally a software function. So that would kind of... Parts wouldn't have much to do with that, I don't think. You wouldn't think. No, I mean, that exactly. is totally software-related. Yeah, but it's in the bill. Right. And the, the last thing, picture if you're little, you're little Joe, the what? Uh, you make power strips or something like that. Right. You have a small company that has label printers. Mm-hmm. You have a small, you know, any number of technology, right. but you're a little guy. Mm-hmm. The bill also sets up thousands of dollars in fines for companies that don't start providing repair gear and manuals for their own products. Mm-hmm. And a lot has to be said there for that. I mean, can this flash drive be repaired? But do I still have to put together uh, gear and manuals? For the item, yeah, there's a lot of questions there. Well, yeah, there's no question. I mean, I think it's heading in the right direction, certainly. Absolutely. You know, maybe some tweaking somewhere along the lines, but uh, Oh, no, it's no, good. wait a minute. They're only backing it as it's drafted. <laughs> well, and don't forget that, that Apple, which is, this is sort of okay and sort of not. I remember that Apple was going to send you out your own repair kit. To, it was a big honking thing that they right. sent out and to you. and they charged like $1,500 yeah, to your credit 12, card. Yeah, $1,500. To... Now, you got refunded yeah. when you returned it, so it was kind of a deposit rather than you had to pay that for it. But still, you know, not everybody has 1500 bucks that they can lay out to repair their $89 battery. Right. So that's right. kind of an issue. But uh, at least, again, as we say, at least we're heading in the right direction with this. Well, um, it will be interesting. It, yeah, you know, it will be interesting. It It is somewhat of a victory, but I think it really has to be. And it hasn't fully passed California, I don't believe. Right. You know, it still has to go through, uh, let me see, 
the state assembly. So let's see what happens. Let's see if somebody thinks it should be tweaked. Yeah. It'll be it'll well, be interesting. We should all keep an eye on it. No question. All right. So I've never had a citizen watch or watch smart watch or anything. Oh, but back in the old days, citizen was like yeah, they the were yeah, citizen deal. was a big yeah. yeah, they were a big watch name. They were more on the inexpensive side when you bought a citizen watch. You know, it wasn't the very expensive end; it was a low end. Well, apparently they came out with some smart watches, and their second-generation CZ smartwatch, which is in the pictures, Marsha, you can see what I have up there. They're yeah. nice-looking watches. There, there's some that look like actual real watches. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, the 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 old days of you know digital versus analog. So there's some yeah, nice. And they looking copied things. the Rolex band on one of them. Citizen was always good at that. Yeah, yeah. They they were, made, the they design made decent... they copied from everybody. I mean, look, yeah. look, the mesh band, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's some nice looking stuff on there. But apparently they're temporarily suspending sales of their second generation CZ smartwatch due to what they say is a technical issue. Whoa. Uh, yeah, the OS <laughs> watch, which actually launched in May, had features based on tech from IBM's Watson, which is a very famous thing, yeah. and NASA to track a track track a person's alertness uh and apparently a lot of reviewers said uh uh-uh, this thing sucks uh bugs lagging screens battery life is bad inaccurate tracking watch faces that can't tell correct time so uh there was one reviewer who said uh, my review of the cz smart 2.1 would have been scathing uh, I reached out for comment about the watch many issues and ended up talking to the president of Citizens U.S. He told me that they would suspend stale sales of the watch due to and then whatever. So if you have a Citizens watch, a number two version or, you know, second generation. Well, uh, let me give the affected models. Yeah, please. The MX1003-71X, MX1000-28X, MX1000-01X. MX1000-52X, MX1005-83X, MX1002-57X, MX... There's a lot of MXs. There's a lot of them. Uh, I would Google your model. Yeah, and see if it's, a, if it's an issue. Uh, and see if I it's mean, an another issue. reviewer said they confirmed their experience similar to the other reviewers. Uh, he said he was in the middle of writing an email to troubleshoot when he thought I had a bad unit. Uh, several outdoor runs I tracked, couldn't find a GPS signal, froze mid-workout, ended up falling, uh, failing to record an exercise, a two-mile run that he logged was recorded as 0.1 miles. You nice. Know, so lots of issues. <laughs> Lots and lots of issues of this, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they should have, sta- you know, just stayed with making watches instead of making smart watches. It's well, not they like we weren't don't have... that smart, right? Yeah. Well, they weren't that smart, and it's not like we don't have enough smart watches on the market as it is. Now, this was on the lower end, of course. It's not the twelve hundred dollar Apple Watch that uh, a lot of people own, and uh, so it, I, I don't know how much of these watches. It doesn't say how much the watch well, is sold Well, isn't for. the Apple Watch charged on what it's made of and what it's designed with? I mean, you can get the same innards in an Apple Watch for $700, $800 right. if you go with a sports version. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had my Apple Watch for years. I mean, th- this current watch that I'm wearing, I've probably had for five or six years. I've never upgraded it. It does exactly what I needed to do. I actually thought a little bit about upgrading because they came out with a new one that's got a much bigger face. But uh, overall, the Apple Watch has been, I have to say, very flawless through all the years that I've owned it. Yeah, I, so, I'm still not going to wear I, I still like regular watches. Yeah, and I was a not, I was completely a watch nut. I had tons of watches and now I you know only wear the Apple Watch. Well, if you want to get rid of them, the market in luxury watches is going crazy. I mean a lot of you know, I've got some really nice watches, but some that weren't very expensive. You know, so I just like the look of the watch. I didn't care yeah. whether it was a Rolex or, you know, a, yeah. a whatever. It was just I bought what I liked. Um, so, okay. Um, Microsoft AI powered design tool is what? This is so friggin' cool. Anybody who wants to use the Microsoft edge browser, you have to Mm -hmm. use the edge browser. That's like it. You have to, which is a good browser, by the way. It isn't. It's an excellent browser and I bounce back and forth. Yep. When I fill up Chrome too much, I start fresh on the edge. Right. (laughs) Um, but you can access it. It's an AI-powered design tool. Only available right now to Edge users in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You can access Designer from Edge's sidebar. And what it does, it allows you to generate AI designs without opening a separate tab or program, which is very cool. So the way I see it, you can pick out stock photos or one of your own photos um, then describe the design you'd like to create, and bing, bang, boom, <laughs> Yeah, that's the right. AI does it for you. I think that's it's very, very cool. Um, the integration will let you create social media posts, flyers, greet, greeting cards, invitations, and more, all from Edge's sidebar. I think this is something significant. I think it's important because once you enter the prompt of what you want to do, it will pull out a grid of suggested designs complete with texts mm-hmm. and even a photo that you can use. You can tweak it to your liking, change the illustration, change the font. And, of course, it has Dolly-powered image generator that lets you correct picture, create pictures that you can add to your design. I mean, right. this, is, this is big. Yeah. And right now they're not charging for it. No. Right. Uh, the people who over at Canva must be losing their mind because I haven't compared the two of them, but I think I will because th- this sounds like a great tool. And if you have an Edge browser, definitely give it a try. doesn't cost a thing and it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, AI is definitely the future, no question about it. Um, all right, so streaming services. You know, we've had this debate for years. A few years ago, you and I were talking about Wait cutting a minute. the Wait I just want to tell you, we're not, I, I want to also talk about other technology besides streaming that we thought all this great tech was going to make our lives better and save us buckets of money. Right. So... We're going to talk about streaming. We're going to talk about a couple of other things. Go ahead. You start. Well, I mean, basically, so a number of years ago, we were talking about, you know, maybe it's time to cut the cord. Maybe it's time to drop DirecTV, Dish Network, whatever it is, because Uh they're, you know, they were expensive. And did you really need it? 
And so then all these individual streaming services, Hulu, Apple TV, you know, uh, Paramount Plus, uh, Peacock, they all came out and they were all individually paid for services. Right. Well, but by the time you were done getting all the services, you were paying more than you were paying originally for it. So that has become a real problem. And a lot of the companies like Disney, like Hulu, like Peacock uh, are having price hikes this year. And now you're going to pay more and more and more as you go along. So did, I know you you still have, I assume, as I do, Dish Network. I love Dish Network. Me too. If only, and for those of you who don't have it and think we're ridiculous, their hardware outstanding. is outstanding. Yeah, they're phenomenal. You can walk from one TV to another, turn on your box, little tiny box. Yep. At the, you know, with the TV. Yeah, what they call their Joey. Their Hopper and their Joey. Yeah. And you can pick up where you left off. Yeah, it's great. Um, I just sent you, Mark, a chart on the pricing of... Yeah, I'm looking at it. You know, Um, and the hardware is, and the hard drive, and you can plug in a regular hard drive to it. Phenomenal. It, It is phenomenal. But, I mean, looking at the prices that you're looking at right now, and we can talk about, Netflix is the most expensive, but they have the largest market share. Right. And I like Netflix. I I would say out of all of the streaming services, Netflix is probably my favorite because they continue to bring new content on a regular basis. And that's nice. And it's still, I think I, I opted to have the high high definition 4k and it's a lot more expensive than it used to be but i think i'm paying 17 dollars a month or something but mm-hmm. i watch netflix all the time yeah so i'm impressed but uh hulu netflix Ma- uh, max peacock blah 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 the, they all went up uh let's see apple tv went from 76 bucks a month to 94 that's a huge increase Yes. Um, and yes. they continue to increase their prices disney went up you know uh, a lot from yeah. eleven dollars to thirteen and change, yeah, where I mean, they're, they're going up now. No, they're big, big hikes for people. So now, if you got you know three or four different services, you are paying an extraordinarily large amount on a monthly basis to stream all these services. So then you know people now, well, wait a minute, and you, know, you have maybe to I pay for gone. your internet. <laughs> well, right, right exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's a big issue, I think. And uh, now that, of course, Netflix is um, stopping password sharing and trying to stop that, you know, your whole family can't use it. So um, I don't know. You know, if you're paying, let's see, if you're Apple TV, this says, uh, okay, so this was a bundle. Disney, Hulu, Netflix Max, Peacock, Paramount, and Apple went, this is to 95 bucks a month. So you're paying roughly, you know, over $1,000 a year. To get those services. That's and a lot that of money. That doesn't include your internet, which at the very least is going to cost you 50 bucks a month. Oh, if you're lucky. Mine's way more than that. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's a real issue. And I don't know. You know maybe and you go everybody back and, laughed. And said, oh, I'm cord cutting. What kind of stupid are you staying with? I yeah. got everything I need. Thank you very much. And I'm paying well, and less. I think, as dumb as this is going to sound, I think people go... Hmm. I'm only paying ten bucks a month. So when I get my bill, it's ten bucks a month. But I get my Dish Network bill, it's 180 a month. Well, well the yeah, thing but- is, Mark, remember you and I were at CES years ago, and I don't. I think it was uh, HD Radio. 
Yeah, and yeah, they were which, charging, which was a complete flop. But they were charging $10 a month for that. Right. And I turned to you and I said to you, it's $10 for that, and it's going to be $10 for Sirius, right. and it's going to be $10 for XM. And I said, this is going to get out of control. And that must have been over a decade ago. Oh, yeah. Easily. And I had an HD radio in my car. It came with the car. And now I have to admit that sound to me isn't that critical or I'm not a, you know, a, a person that can tell the difference between really one good sound and the other. But I never noticed any different in HD radio than I did in regular AM or FM radio. There you so, go. You there know, you so, go. yeah. Well, and uh, let's, let's just talk about Uber yeah. right, right for a second here. Uber used to be reasonably priced. And for those who would take, Previously, business people would take a black car to the airport. Right. You're taking an Uber was much, much more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gotten out of control. I've taken Uber all over the over the world, mm-hmm. in Switzerland and Germany and com- countries where I had no idea where I was and I couldn't right. read the signs. So, you know, I take my life in my hands is the way I felt it. I, you know, my mother's words, never get into a car with a stranger. You know, well, here, <laughs> right. here we go, you know. An interesting happen, thing happened. Stephen Levy, one of the editors at Wired, he took a 2.95, okay, a three-mile Uber ride from downtown New York mm-hmm. to the west side. Okay. To Wait, meet three the, miles, you said? Three miles. Okay. To meet the Uber CEO to do an interview. Okay. Okay. When he gets to the Uber CEO, he asked the CEO to estimate the cost of the ride. And the CEO said, oh, 20 bucks. Okay. How much do you think it was, Mark? Oh, 100 No, it was fifty-one sixty-nine. Okay, so more than double what he said it was going to be. Right? Right? It, yeah. It's, and with, you know, every time I take an Uber... Honestly, it's not competitive anymore. No. And you have to wait forever for the black, you know, for a black car, a nice car. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being elitist here. I'm just saying I want a driver that has more experience. When you're a woman traveling alone, it's it's a big deal yeah, to that me. that makes sense. Sure. So, yeah, the price has just gotten out of control. And, and in Las Vegas, you can't go two blocks and it's not 30 bucks. Well, that's right. Going from home, we've we've done that. We've taken Uber when we've gone mm-hmm. from hotel to hotel and when we're at CES. Yeah. And it is expensive. Right. And it's not getting any cheaper. So, yeah, that's that, the story. So, um, that's okay, just so crazy. AT&T apparently started rolling out Internet Air Wireless Home Broadband. So, they've joined along with uh, T-Mobile and Verizon and using what they call fixed wireless access. So it can uh, expand its footprint in 16 different markets that include L.A., Vegas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, St. Paul. Minneapolis. Um, and they're just trying to expand their Internet service. They've rolled out what they call their AT&T Internet Air to existing copper-based customers. Which is bull. Which yeah. is bull. Yeah, uh, I'm calling BS on AT&T right here and right now. Mark, do you have a landline in your house? I do. I do, too. And you know what? It's an existing copper-based line. Yeah. Have and you heard you don't from lose AT&T? Calls, by the way. And have you, you lo- heard from AT&T about this big offer? Well, no. 
I have not, or at least I don't. My wife pays the phone bill, so I don't know. Maybe something's coming in the phone well, bill. Well, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I did talk to a guy a couple of years ago because uh, I have a DSL in the house that, oh, yeah. uh, thanks to Earthlink, who's been a sponsor for many years, and I don't use it much anymore because I have high-speed internet. But um, I was talking to a repair guy because at one point my DSL went down. And he said, oh, yeah, we're, we're eliminating DSL lines. We're trying to eliminate uh, home phone lines. And you and I have talked about this endlessly. The reason we keep it, one, the quality is good. You rarely, if ever, have a problem with a landline in talking to anybody. And you also have to worry that if the in, in a disaster or something, if tells, uh, cell towers go down, your landline's probably going to keep working. Yeah, so th- exactly. So that's important stuff. And when we had the storm, uh, you know, I kept uh, thinking, you know, is everything working? Is the Wi-Fi working? Is, you know, is everything working right? So th- it's important. Oh, now, there's no question. They're offering it for 55 a month without equipment. Okay. Not, I'm not real sure what what you can do without the equipment. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like our old, we used to talk about the uh, the computer technology radio uh, can cell phone, the string from one can to the other. Exactly. And uh, yeah. in the old, old days, I used to have a modified Pringles can yeah, that shot, right. wi- I had it on a tripod mm-hmm. on my patio, and it shot Wi-Fi to the guest house in the back. Yeah, right. I remember when you did that. It was like that. 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. But weird thing, AT&T also offers extended Wi-Fi coverage. Right. Which is an upsale option that covers as many additional Wi-Fi nodes as a larger house might need. Uh, but, you know, I'm you have a Wi-Fi mesh network, so I why? Do. You know, I, I think, but are they going to let you use anyone Anyone yeah, else's? I don't know. I mean, I have Eero, which has been great. Uh, it's gotten more expensive through the years, but it works extremely well in you my know, house. We haven't upgraded because it friggin' works. Yeah, and, well, yeah. And my husband did a really cool thing because our house is a ranch style house, which means it's long and on one level. Mm-hmm. Um, the room where the router is, he bought a spool of outdoor cable. Drilled a hole, make it made it come out the wall, you know, by the ground. Right. Uh, glued it along the house. You can't even see it because it's covered with dirt, and it's you know safe exterior cable. Yeah, right. And it goes to the other end of the house. So basically, at the other end of the house, we have not even the Wi-Fi is coming from a node that's hardwired. So. <laughs> Yeah, we have great Wi-Fi, and I'm not going to be upgrading right away. But I looked up the reviews of AT and T internet, mm-hmm. and it uses AT and T's network to connect to your home, your home to the internet. So, if you don't have a great connection on AT and T, maybe not a good idea. Uh, second little bump that I saw is the $55 monthly cost is for speeds of 40 megabytes to 140 megabytes. Right. Now, granted, it's only $55. I'm sure there's another T tier, but that's not a really, really great speed. 
So, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, good. Um, all right. So, t- you know, everybody's all, from time to time wanted to record their phone calls. Uh, and in many states like California, you cannot record someone without telling them that you're recording them. But how do you do that if you want to? Uh, well, first of all, you have to look up on the Internet whether you're in a one-party state or a two-party state. Mm-hmm. In other words, if two parties have to agree or just right. one. California being a one-party state, it's illegal. And interestingly enough, on my phone, I do not have the capacity to record the call. Now, I do on Google Voice, Mm -hmm. but what I do, and I do tell, you know, I often I'm talking to customer service, and I'll say, um, I'm going to be recording this call, too, just so I can remember everything. You know, I try to be as unconfrontational. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's possible. Even though, yeah, I'm getting the evidence right here. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in my head. But um, you can do it. It's built in to the iPhone. Correct? Uh, yes, you can. Well, oh, wait. No, it's not. It's no, no, not. no. You no, have you to have use have it a outside. third party app. Yeah, you have to have a third party app, right? And I'm I'm not big on third-party apps. I'm one of those people. I, right. I'm not big on apps. Uh, you can use Google Voice. You can use another phone, and that's what I do. I have one phone that I just sit on the table next to the other phone. I'm talking to the person on the speaker. I get a perfect recording. I mean, yeah. it, it's just fine. Now, so it is built into some of Google's phones, depending about your carrier and the region you're in. It's not on California phones. But this is something you should be doing because you always hear they are recording the call. Mm-hmm. Why are they recording the call? Perhaps you should be recording the call, too. Well, Just right. saying. Just yeah, saying. Most companies give you that. For training and something purposes, yeah, we're going to be recording training. your call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, they don't ask you, which is interesting because right. you're – well, I th- I'm trying to remember if they come back and say if you do not want the call recorded, hits something. I don't remember exactly. I've never heard that. Never. Yeah, I think I've seen – well, not a lot. Most of them just say that we're recording the call. It's crazy. It's so, crazy. So anyway, apparently there are some options like – and I, I've never used this, but there's one called Tape-A-Call, which is apparently the most popular one. Uh, costs you three bucks a month for unlimited recording, which is cheap enough. If, you know, I don't know. Mo- most people just want to record for a specific instance. They don't generally need it for, you know, to pay a service three bucks a month to do it, unless you're, you know, in a business and you want to record things. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's available. So we'll uh, we'll see how, uh, how that works out. Okay, um, so real quick. Wanted to let you know that you can now, if you use the Google Photos app on an iPhone or an Android phone, you can make your photos come to life and make 3D cinematic photos, which is very cool. That's pretty Uh, fun. It is fun. So here's the short version. Okay. Try it. (laughs) Open Google Photos. Okay. Go to Utilities. Mm -hmm. Select Cinematic Photo. Pick one of your photos and tap Create to generate a video. Um, it works best when there's a clear distinction uh, between the background and the foreground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do it that way. Sorry about that. My phone rang. Um, 
so that that's the smartest thing to do. It's free. Again, another another thing we can do to save our uh, save ourselves some hassle and have a yeah, little our fun. Our photos are, are always nice to keep and to have and and whatever. So uh, yay for that. Um, let's see what else we were going to talk about today. We had a lot. Uh, oh yeah, four dollar movies. What is a four dollar movie? Oh well. It's a big holiday coming up. Did you know? Uh, Labor Day? Is that what? Well, no. Actually, what are they calling it? It's National Cinema Day. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry, I missed that one. So, it's National Cinema Day is August 27th. And 3,000 movie theaters with 30,000 screens are having a celebration. That's nice. And guess what? What? <laughs> All movie seats are only $4. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great. So, you take in Monday the 27th, you want to go to a movie, and that means you can see Oppenheimer, you can see any IMAX, you can see any, any movie. For, yeah, that's nice. For $4. I have to confess that I have not been in a movie theater since the pandemic. Really? I've been, I've been streaming everything. Watching everything at home, I've got some you know good sized TVs in the house, and uh, so I have not literally walked into a theater. But this has been a great box office year. I mean, uh, 1.2 billion movie tickets were sold so far this year, uh, the biggest since 2019. I mean, that's a lot of people going to the theater. So must mean a lot of people are back in theaters now. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's kind of nice. Four bucks. I mean, I don't even know what movies cost these days. The last time I went to one, it was, you know, if you went to a matinee, you were paying 12 bucks or something. And then if you went at night, it was like maybe 18. I don't even know what it costs to go to a movie anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it does. Because I never pay. My my husband pays. Oh, so, isn't that special? Isn't that wonderful? So, quickly, we are so running out of time, but we have to do the top 10 streaming. Yeah. All right. So, movies. Yeah. Uh, fun and enjoyable. Uh, Heart of Stone, uh, Gail Gadot, and it's Gal a, Gadot. Gail. What did Gal. I say? Not Gail. Gail. Gal. Gail. Gal. G A L. G A L. Yeah. G A L. Gal. Uh, Gail Gadot, uh, Heart of Stone, uh, and who cares? She's just pretty, and that's all. She's I care beautiful about. and wonderful. Did yeah. you know she was a member of the Israeli uh, military? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mossad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's uh, she's real kick-ass in this movie. So it's a fun movie, enjoyable. I talked about Asteroid City with every celebrity in Hollywood's in it. I just could only take about 40 minutes of it. Usually when you get those movies with a million celebrities, they suck. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, new one on Disney+, Plus, very entertaining. I still haven't seen Red, White, and Royal Blue. Don't know anything about it. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I did watch The Pope's Exorcist. I'm not going to watch it, right? It's actually pretty good. It's with Russell Crowe. You know, surprisingly enough, you don't expect a high-end actor like him to be. But it was pretty entertaining, a little bit scary, so that yeah, was well, enjoyable. Yeah, well, no, thank you, because the yeah. exorcist exorcist scared the crap out of me. Yeah, well, it scared the crap out of everybody. Um, Babylon, which I've talked about, that I could only take about 20 minutes of that before I try. Again, another movie filled with celebrities. Cocaine Bears just seems so stupid to me, I can't bring myself to watch it, about a bear that uh, that eats cocaine and then goes nuts. 
uh, Dungeon and Dragons, which was very entertaining and, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And I haven't seen this, but I've heard good things about Happiness for Beginners. It's a kind of a romantic love story. So that's the top in um, uh, movies this week. And what about in TV? TV shows, Only Murders in the Building, as much as I hate the whole thing, it's such a smart, well-done show. Oh, it's true. No show. offense to anybody. People are very talented. Martin Short has the best dye job on his hair. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, true. Really applause to, yeah. to his no, Very entertaining. And um, I don't like the people particularly, but the show is excellent. Excellent. Very, now, very well done. Painkiller is number two. We started watching that. Are you watching the other? Now, that's on Netflix. Yeah, I watched There's it. another one on another network on the same topic. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, you know, when I started watching I know what you're talking about. It was with uh, Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael uh, Keaton. Dope Sick. Yes. And I wa- started watching Painkiller, and I went, wait a minute. This is the same story that was, and I didn't even watch the other one. This one is more kind of wildly crazy stuff. Uh, and it was okay. It was fine. But uh, which one do you re- recommend over the two? Well, I stopped watching Dope Sick because I went, I don't really want to hear about all these people dying from opiates. Okay. So I didn't watch it. I only watched an episode or two. And then this one I actually watched because it became a little bit more entertaining. Matthew Broderick's the star of it. It was okay. Yeah, and I, I don't even like Matthew Broderick. I saw him on Broadway, but anyway. Next Uh-oh. is uh, Special Ops Lioness, but I love Michael Keaton. And yeah. then Star Wars... Ahsoka. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't it. know what that is either. I haven't seen it. Dark Winds is number five. Also don't know that one. Harlan Corbin's Shelter. I've Oops. read his books, which are quite good, but don't know anything about them. It's supposed to be a big, big deal. It's okay. uh, the story of Mickey Bolitar and his new life with his mom in rehab, dead father. Ooh, it sounds like a barrel of laughs. Yeah, exactly. Um, then Hijack, which I recommend highly. Very good. Very good. Suits, which I won't watch because of Megan Markle. I understand, so, but it's still a great show. Everybody loves it. So yep. there you go. Justified. I enjoy it. My wife and, and I like it. Billions is coming back strong. It's back. I've already it's seen the first two, two episodes or uh, three so episodes. So did we. I am so excited that Sunday yep. night I'll have another one. It's just great. It yeah. really is great. Excellent show. So that you know, yeah, very enjoyable. A lot of stuff to watch. It is a lot of stuff to watch, and uh, there's not a lot left. You know, regular TV right now. There's nothing out there, nothing to watch. The strikes, the raptor, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's it for us. Hey, listen, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next weekend, and enjoy your week. So this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. Thank you for listening. Hi, Juan in Puerto Rico. It's good to hear from you. We love hearing from our listeners. We do. Please tell your friends, and we'll be here next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.